Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Paul is with us in Minneapolis. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, thanks for taking the call. I have another should we pay off the house early out of our retirement question for you. Okay. Why is this one different? Um, <laughs> well, we're my wife and I are both retired. Uh-huh. I'm, 50, I'm 61, she's 58. We retired with the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And... I've got a number of differing opinions from our financial guy. I've got Mm -hmm. friends that work in the finance industry. I worked for a bank in 30 years. And Mm -hmm. um, I guess just looking for another opinion, maybe one with a little bit more credence than some of the others, I guess. (laughs) Okay. So how much do you own your home? uh, It's a $450,000 house. We owe 170. And how much do you have in your Uh, nest egg? We are debt. What's that? How much? What's your net worth? What do you have in your nest egg? Um, net worth is about a million and a quarter. We've got uh, just over a million that is uh, investment and retirement. And if your house was paid um, off, why, house. if your house was paid off, why would you go borrow on it? Uh, we would not. Then what's the difference? I, I guess it's just okay. Let me rephrase the question. Maybe a, a, a better question is: if we decide to do this, is it a process over multiple years to ease a tax burden? Do we just bite the bullet and take the hit and do it once? Or how how would I do it? Maybe I've been doing this 30 way. years. I've never had anybody call me back and say they were pissed off because they paid off their house. Fair enough. So one shot or would you? Uh, I'd write a check today. I'd be debt free. I'd have been debt free yesterday if I were you. And quit listening to all these idiots. There's a lot of idiots out there running around with an opinion about your money, and you're a millionaire. What's your mortgage payment? All right, I'll, I'll, go ahead. What's your mortgage payment right now? Mortgage payment is, what, 1200 yeah. Okay. You'd free up most of that, which then now you can invest. So, yes, you'll lose some out of that investment account, but you're going to still invest for the next 20 years. Dude, you're just going to sleep so well, much better tomorrow. Remember. I mean, we're both retired, so invest is rolling, not necessarily additional. You you have almost zero risk in this situation because you could write a check at any minute and pay it off if you got in a pinch. You don't really need the money in one way or the other. It's all about, you know, what is your end goal? When you're 85, do you want to have a mortgage? You know, why would you keep it? There's no reason to keep it. You wouldn't go borrow on a paid-for house in order to have more money to invest. And so... Write a check and sleep better tomorrow. Tonight, pay it off tonight. Hit the submit button. And then when you go and you get the mortgage release in the mail, make a copy of it, take your shoes off, walk into the backyard, have a mortgage-burning party, and tell me that didn't feel good. I mean, there's just no there's just no downside to this. Um, you know, you're a million. You're going you're gonna to be okay either way if you don't follow our advice, if you follow those idiots' advice. But if I've got a financial person that's telling me to stay in debt, I'm getting a new financial person, period. Because, George, we studied 
10,167 millionaires. The number of them that told us that they became wealthy because they borrowed on their home in order to invest was precisely zero. None of them leveraged their personal residence to build their wealth. None of them. And so the idea that I continue to leverage my personal residence in the name of building wealth is asinine based on the millionaire data. Well, we're seeing so much more of this because people have their record low mortgage rates they don't want to let go of, Dave. So yeah, like, why would God, I pay off my mortgage? You know, but I got your mortgage rate beat. You know what my mortgage rate is? Zero. I don't have one. Hello. Heck of a rate. Zero. I got the best rate. <laughs> Come on, man. So when Seriously. rates go up and down, you don't have to worry about them because you don't need debt anymore. It's <sighs> a great feeling instead of worrying about what the market's doing. So... Yes, it hurts to write that check and lose that much money, mm. lose, quote unquote, but you never really had it if you owed it to the lender in the first place. Yeah, Paul, pay it off, son. Pay it off. You're, you're, there's a bunch of intangibles that you're not even considering in this decision. You're still acting like it's primitive math, um, or at least the idiots advising you are. So you, you're going to sleep different. Your wife's going to look at you like a hero. Never, never once have we had a wife said, you know, my husband borrowed deeply on our mortgage and He's my hero. Never came up. I love the Kermit vibes she had, too. That was great. <laughs> kind of Miss Piggy meets Kermit. Yeah, well, it's the best I can hero. do. It's the best I can do. Uh, Anna is with us. Or is it Anna or Anna? It's Anna, I'm sure. And she's in Grand Rapids. Is it Anna? Is that right? Yes, it's Anna. <laughs> hey, how can I help? So I recently paid off all of my student loans in a debt-free. Yay! Ooh. Way to go! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I, I couldn't have done it without you. So, um, but I have my three, six months of expenses. Uh, I just finished that up and I'm wondering now if I should be investing my 15% or if I should be saving for a wedding that my boyfriend and I are planning to have in about a year and a half. So I'm wondering if wedding. I'm saving for that. Wedding. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> You Are think, you guys George? paying for this on your own? Um, we think so. We don't really want it. like that's. We just want to plan for that, and then if some something comes, then we'll go for it. But yeah, we kind of just want to plan on doing it ourselves, just in case. Okay, I would set a very specific goal, a number you're trying to hit to save, and I would try to hit that before the year and a half is over, and then begin investing. You got that money set aside. You know you're not going to have to go into debt for this wedding. That is the goal here. And so that's why we're telling you save for the wedding first. Because what happens is you start investing 15%. The wedding was over budget. Now we got to put it on a credit card. For sure. Yeah. So, so what do you think you're going to spend? Um, we're thinking maybe between, I would say probably, we were thinking between 20 and 30, depending on what rates are. But um, probably 25 is the goal we set. Okay. Well, if you... The, Yes, that that. By the way, that's about an average wedding in America right now. So, um, you're not above average, you're not below average. You're right around there. It's twenty eight thousand last year. So the um, the thing is having um, three grown kids that all got married, and uh, I was involved in the budget because I was paying for it, um, or at least part of it anyway. On one, all but one, all of it, but well, anyway, my part, the bride's part, and then my son. We participate some. So have a detailed budget not a general goal. Lay it out. Okay, this is how much we're going to spend on the photographer. This is how much we get on the dress. This is how much we spend on the uh, reception. And uh, treat it, I'm sorry, but treat it like a project. You're managing a project. You are. So you have a timeline. You have a budget. 
and you you know you stick to it what must be true well we can't have that we got to have this instead if you don't have a very specific thing then you'll line item you'll get into a mess there but that sounds reasonable i would say for the wedding first it continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud medical id theft and insurance benefit fraud but now we have to deal with home title fraud Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. George Camel will be doing a live virtual training this month to help you get clarity with your money. Sometimes those are called webinars, I think. So you're going to learn more about margin in your finances, spend guilt-free, make a budget for you that works. The next one's happening September 26th at 1230 Eastern, 1130 a.m. Central. So it's a lunch deal, George. That's right. And I'm taking my lunch break to do this. So I, I would appreciate all of you joining me. We're going to actually walk through very tactically what it looks like to create margin in your every dollar budget. We'll show you how to set it up, how the paycheck planning tool works, what to do, what sacrifices to make to spend less, make more, to get out of that stressful money cycle. Free. Totally so to free. sign up, go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. And um, September 26th would be like this week. That's, that's, that's uh, coming up. That's like tomorrow for most of you, yeah. So, uh, And you yeah. can also get the replay. A lot of people say, Dave, I can't make it on my lunch break. Sign up anyways. We'll send you a link to watch the replay. Still yeah. worth signing up. Everydollar.com slash budgeting, free webinar, free virtual training. I like virtual training. Yeah, webinar, webinar doesn't. Ex I'm way more exciting than webinar a webinar. Sounds very geeky. You deserve better than a virtual webinar. training. Sounds very high tech. I like uh, that. I like it, George. It works, man. I One sure. day we'll all be AI, anyways. So you'll you'll still get the live version of me today yeah. before the robots take over. Not me. Not me. You don't think AI could replace you, Dave? It already has. <laughs> Have you not seen it? Have you not seen that? No. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, the deep fake. They can it's deep fake your hilarious. voice. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, there's actually one guy that's running a scam. I've seen that, that on, on social yeah, media. On social media, yeah. They're going to get what's coming to them. Yeah. I wouldn't so, mess with Dave Ramsey. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, we just had the lawyer call him and explain it to him. But, you know, you know, so, but they knew that. They knew they were scam guys. So it's just, but it's like me giving advice and then they change the voice poorly done audio yeah. voiceover it's not even ai i don't think i think it's just a bad voice a bad impression that's even more offensive you'd almost rather have a robot screwed up than a real person go i'm dave ramsey yeah is that what it would sound like kind of i do a terrible version that's, of you that was that was really bad i know i don't have that southern draw all right <laughs> pam's in los angeles hey pam welcome to the ramsey show Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's I up? Am a six, I am a 66-year-old widow in good health. The only retirement I have is property, a home, and, a prop, and land that I own in Nolensville, Tennessee. 
It's fully fully paid for. I generate um, about nineteen thousand dollars a year rental income. Uh, there's about two thousand dollars in property taxes every year. Mm-hmm. I've got people. My other income is my social security, which is eighteen hundred. And then I rent out two rooms in the house that I'm in in California for $1,100 a month. Um, that together brings my income to about 54000 mm-hmm. If I sell the property, I'll lose that 20000 I've got people telling me to sell and invest, sell and put it in CDs, don't sell. Mm-hmm. And what, I don't know what's what it, what's it worth? to do with it. What's it worth? Probably six. It was worth more before the laws changed, but it's worth say six to seven hundred thousand. Okay. And uh, the only kicker, other thing that makes it a little tricky, my son and wife are looking to relocate either to Huntsville or Nashville in the next three to five years. Not not tricky at all. Uh, Unless it's a family, is it a family place or something? Is it a family Uh, home place or? It was never a family home. My husband and I bought it and only lived there a few months before we were transferred to California. Okay. Do you have a property so management company running it? Okay. So you're you're making a, you're making two point eight percent on your money. Okay. She doesn't charge that much, but okay. It's, you're, it's no, you're you're making nineteen thousand dollars on six hundred thousand. Right. That's two point eight percent. Okay. Certifiably horrible. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, I think whoever told you to sell it um, and sit down with a quality investment advisor, if you don't have one, click SmartVestor at RamseySolutions.com. We'll help you find who we endorse in your area to sit down and teach you what you could put some of this money in. But if you Mm -hmm. made made 5% on your money, basically you would double your money. If you made 10% on your money, you would quadruple your money and mm-hmm. somewhere between okay. five and ten is what you should be making depending on mm-hmm. how much how much of you know what you want to put it in in mutual funds so I, i'm almost mm-hmm. I'm, you know i'm 63 if i in my situation meaning that the, what i'm comfortable with i would put in my case a hundred percent of that in mutual funds and my mutual mm-hmm. funds have averaged 10 to 15 percent depending on the year Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so I would be making close to a hundred thousand dollars a year where you're making 19, but now that those mutual Mm -hmm. funds go up and down in value more than that property does, but whoop-de-doop-de, you're not making anything. Mm -hmm. So it must be raw land, is it? And no, it's five acres of raw land and then a single family house on it. Yeah, it's under rented severely. It's, a house. it's under rented yeah. severely. Yeah, based on its value. Because, uh, but okay. even then, even then, I, I, you don't want a rental property in Nolansville, Tennessee, when you live in Los Angeles. So, I'm going to mm-hmm. sell that and put it in mutual funds, a good mix of which you could determine after you learn a little bit more about it. But sit down with a good investment advisor, at, at a smart investor, if you don't have one. They'll help you do it. They'll show you what to do, but teach you what you're doing. And then you can make that decision. You may have some taxes on this as well when you sell it. You need to set that aside. But you will have some taxes, but depending on how long you've had it. sounds like you've had it a long time, so you may have substantial capital gains, but still you're going to come out ahead. Yeah, you're just, you can't, 
you're pinching every penny because you're only making two percent on your money. Yeah, and a lot of people, Dave, are fooling with real estate. And then we asked them, "Hey, what are you making on this thing?" Well, five hundred bucks a month, thousand bucks a month. I'm like, ten grand a year. That's not life changing money comparatively to if you just didn't fool with the real estate and invested it. Yeah, and you could make returns that are much greater than that. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about here. If you're going to go through the hassle of real estate, I love real estate, but you should make more on it than the stock market's paying. So if the stock market's averaging 10 to 12%, you ought to make more than that on your real estate, all things included. I mean, including the value increases and other things. But if you're going to screw around with renters and deal with, you know, air conditioners breaking and all that stuff, then, you know, you would want to make more for the hassle factor than you would make just put in a mutual fund and forget it. So Especially um, long distance. That's always a nerve-wracking situation when yeah. you're across the country. There's nothing in this property for you, Pam, that sounds fun to me. Sounds like a good thing to be out of. Christina is in Seattle. Christina, what's up? Hi, thank you guys so much for taking my call and everything you guys do. You too. How can we help? I'm calling in. Uh, my husband and I are in baby step two, and we're down to our final debt, which is $132,000 of student loans. Mm-hmm. With repayment coming back online, I've looked into some options to lower my higher interest rate loans down and i'm not sure if it's worth it to do the refinancing okay uh you get one shot if they're federal is it a lower interest rate it is so out of my one hundred and thirty-two thousand, a hundred thousand of those are at six to seven point five percent on a 15-year term loan and i can refinance down to 5.5 on a 10-year loan is okay. the best option that the lowest option I yeah, have. Yeah, sure. And then and then pay it off in three or two or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, three. Three is the plan that we're on right now. Okay. Three years to pay everything off. Yeah, a, l- a lower interest rate helps. So one percent's a thousand dollars a year on a hundred grand, right? Okay. That's what saves you. So a thousand dollars doesn't solve the problem. You being pissed off and getting out of debt solves the problem, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. I'll take a thousand of the good instead of a thousand of the bad. Okay. The only place where my, my we were kind of concerned is that it raises the minimum payment up significantly. And You're raising the minimum payment me. anyway. You're getting out of debt in yeah, three Yeah, paying years. extra on it's going to do that. Yeah. So that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Whoopty. Yeah. We're not, we're not keeping this thing around like it's a pet. We're getting rid of it. This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Scott and Jenna are with us. Hey guys, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Hey George. Welcome. Good to have you guys. Where do you live? Davenport, Florida, just south of Orlando. Oh yeah, fun. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you paid? 94,000. Cool. How long did that take? 33 months. Okay. And your range of income during that time? 76 to 145. Okay. Very cool. Good. Very good. So what kind of debt was the 94? It was our mortgage. Yay! Love it, love it. Congratulations. House and everything. Look at it weird, people. That's right. So what's this house worth? About 350. I love it. And how much in your nest egg in your retirement? About 95,000. Excellent. Well done, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Already a half a millionaires. Look at you. How old are you? 36. 33. Well done, you guys. Good work. It's incredible. So what started this journey uh, 33 months ago? Pay off the house and be weird. I know. It kind of starts a little bit farther back, really, when we first bought the house. We were pretty normal. We got the 30-year mortgage, and we knew about the Dave Ramsey principles and the baby steps, but we applied them 
here and there, <laughs> kind of Dave-ish, and uh, we held onto the credit card and didn't really make much progress on the mortgage for the first several years, as could be expected. And um, fast forward to 2020, we started tuning in to the Ramsey Show on podcast and listening to the debt-free screams really got us fired up to pay off our mortgage. And so we submitted to refinance and get a lower interest rate and start paying things off. Then we hit a bump in the road, COVID hit, we both got furloughed. Oh, So that delayed things a little bit, but um, August of 2020, just several months later, um, the refinance went through and we were back in our jobs. And so that was kind of our kickoff moment. What really got things up to speed was in January 2021, just a few months later, <clears throat> I got a new job as a result of an MBA that I just finished. And uh, we started uh, f- coordinating Financial Peace University at church. Ah. And our uh, class challenged us to really walk the walk. And so wow, <laughs> we, uh, we kind of called out card. the coordinator. I know. Yeah. I love <laughs> so it. we downloaded every dollar and got our budget nice and organized and focused. And from then on, we were just laser focused on the mortgage. We had a couple promotions over the next couple of years that increased the income. Uh, so we increased our giving, but the rest, we maintained our lifestyle. So we had that margin to just keep catapulting on the mortgage. That's incredible. I love this. The unexpected blessing of coordinating an FBU class is that it puts your butt into gear because like I can't lead this class and not be doing a budget and not be trying to hit my financial goals. Exactly. And you guys did that without the lifestyle creep, even increasing your income. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as motivating to um, be coordinating the class and to hear from those who are taking the class um, as participating as just, you know, someone that signed up for it. Yeah, way to go, you guys. Excellent, excellent, excellent work. So proud of y'all. Well Thank done. You. How's it feel to not have a payment in the world? <sighs> so good. <laughs> wow. What's the first big thing to do you to celebrate? So we actually just did it a few months ago. The same month that we submitted our final payment, we went on a two-week vacation to Hawaii. Yeah. Celebrate our 10-year anniversary as well. There you go. Good for you. Well done, guys. Well done. You. Now, you got all the rest of your life to do nothing but be generous and build wealth. Exactly. You're going to be in a great position. Absolutely amazing. All right. Tell folks what the key, because you're coordinators now. I mean, your coordinator is like a boss now, right? <laughs> so uh, your coordinators, uh, what is the key to getting out of debt? House and everything when you're 36 years old. Without a doubt, the budget for us transitioning from the Excel spreadsheet to the every dollar budgeting app made a huge difference for us just to be able to see every transaction come in. This is an unpaid commercial, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's great. Um, but to see every transaction come in and be able to update it in live time was really helpful. Um, but then being on the same page with our long-term goals, because for us, we want to be able to meet needs as we see them come in. And so not having that house payment, not owing anybody really frees up that income to do that. Um, but also, I think just being content with where you are and what you have, um, not trying to keep up with the Joneses as you go, um, having that delayed gratification. Um, and then really just like not underestimating the small sacrifices and the difference that those can make too um, because it really helps you to build that muscle of discipline as you look at the bigger decisions that you have to make. And um, recently we heard it put um, that there's no comfort in the growth zone and no growth in the comfort zone. Ooh. That's good. Ding, ding. Dave's going to steal that quote if you don't accredit somewhere. I like that. (laughs) That'll show up somewhere. Yeah, definitely. No growth in the comfort zone, no comfort in the growth zone. Yeah, that's true. That's really where it happens. That's amazing. Well done, you guys. Very, very, very well done. This is exciting. What I love about this, what I'm realizing is those in Baby Step 7 who pay off their house, 
there's this natural letting go of caring what other people think. But it's weird that when you're broke is when you're trying to keep up. And when you have all these payments up to your eyeballs and you let go of it and pay it all off and you go, why are we doing that? We why? got bigger goals in life. Why was I worried about that guy? Yeah. Who, wait a minute, which guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Now you're worried about who can we give to this month? Yeah. Instead of who do we got to impress this month? That's yeah. a very different life. Exactly. So proud of you guys to figure it out that early. Yeah, it takes well, people their whole lifetime to get that. Absolutely. Very well done. Hey, we've got the Live and Give box for you. That's the Baby Steps Millionaire's book. That's the next step in your journey for sure. And the Total Money Makeover book giveaway gets somebody started. And since you're coordinating a class, we'll give you another Financial Peace University membership. Awesome. You'll find someone to give that to, I'm sure, that needs it. Absolutely. And uh, they'll be able to encourage them on their journey. Thanks for leading the class. We really appreciate it. We Definitely. really enjoy it. It makes a lot of difference uh, to have the class operating like you guys, especially when somebody's so plugged in like you guys are, you know, and and, um, and thanks for the advertisement for the Every Dollar app. That's good. Very, very good. Good Our stuff. Pleasure. Well done. Well done. Scott and Jenna, Lakeland, Florida area. 94000 paid off. House and everything at 36 years old, making 33, or did that in 33 months, making 76 to 145. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're debt-free! Yeah! Yep, 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 yep. All right. Way to go, you guys. That is so fun. Very good. So proud of y'all. Good stuff, man. So, so uh, you're exciting. going to be doing an every dollar uh, virtual training or webinar, whatever we want to call it. Webinar feels like Excel. At least the virtual training feels a little hipper, like every dollar. Yeah, it's not complicated. If virtual training makes it sound hard, George will not make it too hard to do, I promise. I'm not that he's smart. Doing the, he's going to teach you to do exactly what they're doing. Find margin. That's a word they use. Yeah. In your budget by using the every dollar app. And you got that's a free budgeting seminar webinar whatever we're going to call the thing and it's tomorrow for most of you listening live that would be the 26th of september and uh you get that at everydollar.com slash budgeting it's that simple and you're going to be doing it you're going to be teaching them the same stuff that they learned yeah and here's the thing i was like you guys i thought budgeting was for excel nerds and accountants and i just realized oh the point of the budget is to find margin to spend less make more and hit my financial goals not so that i can be a super nerd and check a box off and i'm telling you opening excel ruins my day to this day so if you are that person who has never budgeted because you thought it was going to hurt your brain i'm going to make it so mind-numbingly simple that you have no excuse not to do it you're going to go I want that. I'm going to show you how to go from negative a thousand bucks a month to positive a thousand, to positive two thousand, to where you go. There's nothing I can't do now with that kind of margin. And that's what they did. That's how they got the house. That's how you pay off the house early, folks. It's that simple. There's no life. Four thousand in thirty-three months. Yeah, that's it. And you got a paid-for stinking house at thirty-six years old. And you, you and when they got a paid-for house in your early thirties. We we started the trend, I guess. But I love seeing folks in their twenties and thirties doing their baby step seven debt-free screams. Yeah, and mind-boggling. And this is the week before the student loans start back mm. so you know it feels I mean, like jaws is starting to circle and you hear that dun, 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 dun. it's coming people make a plan you even know what that is i you saw just the, referenced uh, a movie that was before you were born i was trying to connect with you oh you're trying to thank you it's called pandering yes i think it's not working dang it but <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you made a Will Smith reference today, and I was very proud of you. I'm, yeah, I'm, full, of, I'm full of surprises. This is the Ramsey Show. Mm-hmm. 
George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. They have local service providers to repair, maintain, and improve your home. Their network of experts offers top quality work and customer service by trained, reliable service providers. Find the help you need. Good company. Good people at Neighborly.com. Today's question comes from Andrew in Minnesota. What are your thoughts on balance transfer credit cards? I have three credit card debts I'm paying off in Baby Step 2, and the interest rates are really high. Would it be wise to transfer it to a 0% interest rate card while I am paying them off? Ah, the life hack of the balance transfer to the 0% card. How many have built their wealth, Dave? No, I'm not a fan of these balance transfer cards. And one of many reasons is that it doesn't solve the root problem you going into debt. Another reason is the 3 to 5% they charge you just to do this, which means if you transfer 10 grand, you're paying an extra 500 bucks for the pleasure of continuing to be in debt with this 0% offer that will soon run out while you're still in debt. Well, and then we're back to square one. So while I'm paying off debt can mean a lot of things. While I'm paying off debt over 10 or 15 years, which means you're not really paying off debt, or while I'm paying off debt for one year because I'm gazelle intense and sold everything but the kids, and they're worried. You know, I mean, that's that's two different things of while I'm paying off debt. So um, while I'm paying off debt over 10 years, which means I'm not really doing it, then I'm going to be with George. Don't bother because you're just kidding yourself that you actually did something. Interest rates aren't your problem. The guy in your mirror is your problem. You need to quit spending like you're freaking in Congress. If you're instead doing the other way and you're like gazelle intense, you're paying it off in one year, then what you're saving is 18% of your balance or 26% of your balance minus whatever transfer fees there are. And so you would save some money, but let's just kind of talk this through for a second. Let's say, let's say net of fees transfer that you saved. I'll make up a number. Let's say it was a 20% and a 5% fee. So net of 15 you save 15%. Okay. If you save 15% on, for one year on $20,000 while you're paying it off, well, you're not really saving it on 20,000 because during that year, you will have reduced it within six months down to 10,000. So your average is not 20,000. Your average is about 10,000 that you're saving the interest on. Does that make that sense? sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. This doing math nerd here. Okay. So 15% of $10,000 savings is $1,500 on a $20,000 balance. So is it worth it to save $1,500 on a $20,000 balance in one year? Yes. But to George's point, does it solve your problem? No. You have a $20,000 problem. You don't hit it with a $1,500 tool. You hit it with a $20,000 tool, which is you. You be working you butt off. That's the tool. Yeah. Okay. And you be living on beans and rice, rice and beans. And don't talk to me about you deserve to go out to eat. You'd be a broke person in credit card debt. You don't get to go out to eat. Broke people don't do that crap. That's the other piece is you have to actually change your habits. You can't just go, well, I switched to the 0%. We're good now. I can keep living my life how I was living. And the problem is, what I'm trying to point out is the problem is when you make this massive intellectual calorie burning move, right, to make this transfer and I'm beating them up so genius (laughs) i've got the billion dollar credit card industry on its back punching it in the nose 
No, you don't. Okay. They are punching you in the nose. This is why we're having this discussion. So you're not going to whip their butt. They're the 800 pound gorilla. You might take a little chunk out a $1,500 chunk out, but don't think that that solves the problem. It's okay to do it. As long as you know that 95% of the problem still stands there and 95% of the solution still stands there. And that be you mm. to your point. Yeah. So do the transfer if you want, but don't act like, don't strut around, act like you did something and don't get comfortable. Cause now it's 0%. You're going, well, it's fine. It's not and accruing don't interest. Act like, and don't act like you can do this odd infinitum because that's what they're praying for, that they can keep haggling you, hassling you and punching you in the face. And it's time for you to uh, just say, you know what? I don't like the rules of this game. I refuse to play anymore. Mm. I'm taking my toys and going home. You know, I'm going. I'm getting away from you, people. You, I'm gonna put up a boundary. You're talk, This is a toxic relationship. Absolutely. So, what well, reminds me, Dave? I just uh, we uploaded this YouTube video on my channel and reacting to this woman who said, "Hey, velocity banking hack." I paid off my mortgage years early by maxing out my credit cards and writing a check to myself and then switching to the 0% cards one after another. And all of you should do this hack to pay off your mortgage early. It's genius. And so I broke it down on why velocity banking is a scam. But it reminded me of this conversation about these balance transfers. So they renamed stupidity velocity? You have to give it a cool name <laughs> to keep it hip. Because then, you know, infinite banking, you've talked thought, about that. I thought velocity means speed, meant speed. That's the idea. I didn't know it meant stupidity. Yes. <laughs> but stupidity banking, no one's going to do Oh, they that. wouldn't sign up for that. No. Oh, so we had to give it a different name. Infinite it's, banking, it's, velocity banking. Oh, it's, it's stupid fast. Do stupid. Stupid quickly, fast. Quickly fast. Do, do stupid quickly. Oh, yeah. you know how to sell things, Dave. You know how that works. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Like we need a new marketing narrative, boys and girls. Yeah. <sighs> it's just exhausting. Hey, so here's the thing. Jump through. Interest rates in almost thing to remember. The reason debt consolidation doesn't work in general is that 88% of the people that take out a debt consolidation loan end up going deeper in debt because they don't change the person in their mirror. Mm -hmm. The problem with this whole thing is it's a pain in the butt because changing you, changing me, me changing me is a pain in the butt. I don't like changing me. I like the old me. I don't, I don't want to have to go through the pain of growth. I don't like it. I don't like the discomfort of transformation. And yet that's what makes a better version of me. And so changing me is the hook, not changing the um, technique or the hack. So change the, you know, if you want to shift your balances, that's fine. But you still have 95% of the problem. You've only addressed 5% of the problem. So don't strut around the yard, throwing your shoulders back, acting like you be bad, because you're not. You haven't done anything yet. You just moved it around. The shell still has a P under it. It's just a matter of which one, the con game on the street. Mm -hmm. And you're just playing the game. You got, you're getting suckered again. So it's there somewhere. You can count on it. Until you get rid of the toxic relationship completely by paying the stinking thing completely off. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So that's the difference in. See, I grew up in the financial world as a, as a, in the academic side of things, getting all the licenses and selling all this crap. And we are always taught that the problem is a math problem. And it's just not. When it comes to your personal finance, it's 80% behavior, 20% head knowledge. It's in the psych department. Yeah, wrong department. Mm. It's not a math issue. It's a behavior. If it's a behavior problem, then the solution is a behavior modification 
solution. Yeah, people think, well, the problem, Dave, is the 24% interest. If I could solve that. No, the problem is the guy who got, your, who got themselves into 24% interest debt. And if we can solve for that, we've solved for a whole lot more than just this one little dinky debt. Oh, and let me tell you when you fall for stuff like velocity, stupidity banking, um, when you're desperate or when you're greedy. If you want to con someone, you need to find people. If you read, I read a great book by a con man one time. He said, if you want to con someone, find people that are afraid or that are greedy. Mm. And if you, so if you think that you're the exception to the rule and you've got the hack and you, no one knows about it, but you, after all this time, God selected you to give him this word. You've got to be kidding me. That's so greedy and stupid. And night pride comes right before the fall. You just Absolutely described not. most of the cryptocurrency community, and now the NFT community. They're really quiet now. Yeah, they're not making much noise. Piped down. Where are all you people that said George and I were frauds? Well, they made their millions. Now they're on the beaches, Dave. Apparently, uh, they're not tweeting anymore. Uh, that sounds like Velocity Banking to me. Now they're probably back at work, working their normal jobs. That's uh, Velociraptor banking right there. Ooh. There you go. That's a whole new banking. Yeah. I'm signing up for that one. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> I know what happened to the dinosaurs. I'm not I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. I'd uh, take 12, but there you go. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, George Camel here. If you love the show and you want a deeper dive on your money journey, we've got a weekly newsletter that gives you helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for the newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.